Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? It is Friday night. Welcome to another edition of Page One for this January 20th. we got one more week left in the month of January. Uh, month of January, I don't know. I think it has gone kind of fast. <laughs> um, but here we are, almost a month down on the first month of 2023. So glad that you can be with us and join us. Uh, whether you're joining us live or whether you are joining us uh, as a podcast on one of the many platforms that we are on, we're so glad that you have decided to make this a podcast that you want to listen to. And as always, I am joined by my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? How is your uh, week so far? Week has for a short hot week, a short holiday week here in the States, uh, because of course on Monday was the uh, holiday honoring uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But for it being a short week, it seems to have been a long week. <laughs> and I don't know why lately holiday weeks are like that, uh, but it has been kind of a long week. So glad that we made it to Friday. Uh, as I always tell everybody, when you get to Monday, the goal is to make it to Friday. And here we are. <laughs> How has your week been? Uh, it, 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 it was very long, yes. Very very long. <laughs> mm, um, I feel bad for saying it that way. No, it, it it has been. And like I said, I'm glad we're at the weekend. I hope it takes its sweet time. Um, no matter where you're at, no matter what the weather is, uh, I see cold fronts on the way, snow on the way. Uh, some places have warmth. <laughs> uh if you do, not a lot of warmth. Want... Right. <laughs> um, if it does, I would like to be there, and I hope that there is a beach, and yeah, that is where I'd like to be. But uh, we have a few things to share with you tonight. Uh, you know, every week I always say I don't know how long the show goes. <laughs> uh, we always try to at least go an hour. And then sometimes, like last week, I think we went almost 90 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, tonight, uh, along with the Almanac coming up here in a few minutes, uh, we will have, uh, let's see, I think pretty much tonight, it's going to be one of those nights where we have the Almanac, we'll take a look at what's trending. Uh, of course, throughout the week, so many things were trending, uh, and it's kind of made its way to mm. Friday. And then we will also have our Retro Moment of the Week, and uh, we will have Potpourri Night tonight. That's why I, I just remembered that. Uh, stories, Potpourri Night pretty much is stories that kind of don't fit in between everything that we usually do, but we'll take a quick look at them anyway because it may be of some interest to you. Uh, so Potpourri Night tonight. 
I was debating on an After Dark segment tonight. We'll see. Are you still debating? Is that what's going on? I was still debating on this because it was interesting, but I don't know if it was interesting enough. But if we have to burn some time, maybe I'll bring it up if we have it. If not, I'll save it for another day. I I know some people like the After Dark segments. Uh, It really kind of isn't like an After Dark segment, but it can kind of lead that way, which is why it's going to be categorized. It categorizes that, but I won't do that just yet. That's if we have time. But other than that, uh, regular show tonight along with Potpourri. So um, most interesting thing that I read this week, hmm, well, there was a few things. Um, some things, of course, that were one was sports related. It was kind of what I think a lot of people were saying was an awful take. Um, but of course, if you are a fan of the NFL, you know that this week, um, or this past weekend, there were some games with a few questionable calls by officials. Heck, that happens, I think, all the time. Uh, it happens in every sport. Everybody questions the officials. But Aaron Rodgers, who is now not in the playoffs and playing, um, <laughs> was on Pat McAfee's show this week, and he said that the problem with NFL officiating is that TV took all of the good referees. Um, he pretty much uh, said that, um, you know, all of the more respected ones, and that the NFL could fix its sustained officiating problem by keeping its top officials in-house, which means paying them as much as TV networks do. Uh, He said the best refs that we had in the league are on TV right now. They're not working in the league office. They're on TV. Gene Steratore, who's at CBS, he said his favorite ref of all time, one of the best guys at understanding how to control a game without being a part of it. He said Gene was incredible at that, but Gene's on TV now. Why? Because they pay more. He then proceeded to list uh, Terry McCauley, who's on NBC and Amazon Prime, John Perry of ESPN, and Mike Pereira and Dean Blandino on Fox. And he said that all these guys who were fantastic uh, whitecaps or head official, many of them left in the last five years. You had like eight or nine really good whitecap longtime referees or any of them working in a league office. Um, But of course, kind of give you some insight, it's been 13 years since Fox announced that they were hiring Mike Pereira as a rules analyst, a position that's morphed into a must pretty much for every NFL TV partner. And while that hire has you know, improved NFL broadcasts, because I learned a lot too, uh, they say that it may have hurt the league's officiating. Um, but I don't know about that, because here's the thing. Um, and he also said, by the way, for uh, note, that he, they can fix the league's officiating problem by hiring full-time referees. Uh, he says the NFL's pockets are deep enough. Uh, the league is also capable of affording permanent referees. Uh, although hiring full-time referees doesn't really help the NBA and MLB. <laughs> Ask them. <laughs> but right. he says that they should be paying them a pretty high-end amount of money. Refereeing in recent years, I think, has become 
hard enough to do only because the game is so much faster, I think, than what it used to be. So much stuff is happening in real time. And back then, it was a slower pace of things, and stuff wasn't going as quick. And it's very hard, I think, to officiate and see everything. And I don't even think that these guys, if they were still in it, that's why they got out of it probably, because it's just so much to watch and to see and that you're judged on. And now with instant replay and now with, you know, booth reviews, there really shouldn't be too many bad calls, question mark. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm still Kerr. Paying them a lot more is going to keep the good ones. You only named off five. You know, there's a lot more NFL games that those guys can't be a part of. Um. Especially you, on weeks that don't that have like five games going, right? So like, I don't know if that's really the rationale to having better officiated games because it's always been a part of critiques of the NFL before him, during his playing time, and probably far after his playing time is over. There's always going to be a complaint about the official and the way that they call the game. Some people are going to think it's one-sided. Some people are going to think that they were just horrible overall. And there are some officials, namely MLB umpires, and I named a few last week, that are just brutal. Shouldn't have a job. Only thing that's saving them is that they're a part of a union. <laughs> but I'd say tell us your real opinion, but you've already done that. Well, I mean, I think there are a lot of baseball fans out there who heard the two names that I said. I think they would all agree with me because it's overall, like, if it's one thing every MLB fan has in common, it is their distaste of these two officials. But there's nothing that Mm -hmm. can be done about them because as much as people want them fired, it's not going to (laughs) happen. I don't know. Do you think that paying them more and making them full-time is going to make the game better? No. No. I, I and I know that sounds wrong. I, I think they should get paid more because they are getting they're it is a fast paced game. There's a lot of stuff going on. They could they're they're when it comes to the NFL and I'm gonna put in hockey as well, so NHL and NFL, I believe that they have more uh, I guess I can't think of the word propensity, I guess, for mm-hmm. injury, then definitely MLB, but also the NBA. Yes, the NBA is, like, if I had to rank them, it would go the least amount of movement for officials is going to be the baseball, so the MLB, and then we got NBA, NHL, NFL, and I would and those two could flip-flop depending on how you want to talk about it. I might even put NHL a little bit higher because, States are sharp. Um, with that, I do believe they need to be paid more than, say, another type of official doing baseball. Um, but making them full time, as much as I would love to do that, like that, they should be. 
people that are ingrained in there and that have, like, a good love of the game, understanding of the rules, people that have experience, I don't know that that's going to make it better. It might make it better, like, to maintain good referees, but you also will end up maintaining some bad ones, too. I don't know that it's going to make it better overall. I think, yeah, I don't know. Paying them more, absolutely. I'm all on board for paying them more. They're putting their bodies. And these refs, not all of them are young. I'm sorry. Some of them I've seen, they're not young people. Like, they're not the 20-some-year-olds that are running into each other. You know, they're not the 30-year-olds that are making careers of this. They're, they're you know, 40s. Some of them probably 50. I don't know how old they are. But they're not young they're not young whippersnappers anymore. So they're they're prone to injury. I just yes, I believe that paying them more would be good. I don't know that making them full time would help. So it's kind of in between. But I don't agree with Aaron. Aaron's an idiot. Yeah. I'm yeah. all right with him not being <laughs> and I'm not saying that as a Bears fan. I'm saying that as a football fan. I just some of what he said was like, dude, you just didn't like it because they had they put calls against you. You're not going to win every call with your charm and your beard, right. okay? Like, it's not going to happen that way. You're just going to have to actually play the game, which is going to be funny to watch. Um, is there favoritism? Yes, but less so because we have instant repay and, and, and boost uh, reviews and, and having people challenges. Those, I think, have actually improved some of the gameplay. But we're going to have crappy refs and umps. It's just going to happen. That's why we made up the – there is a term for it. People, it's called Monday morning quarterback. Everybody's <laughs> going to be like, you know what? That play. You remember that play? Yeah, that was a bad play. That was a bad call. Or, oh, that ref got that call right. That was that play on the quarterback's part. Or whatever. We have a, a thing for it. We have a name for it. It's going to stay forever. It's part yeah. of the game. It makes it fun. Yeah, it does. It yeah, that's what I was like, you know. It makes it's... it annoying. It's frustrating. <laughs> but it also makes it fun. Because you never know. You know, if we didn't have anything to complain about with uh, watching sports, you know, Hey. <laughs> I think we would stop watching. Yeah. We wouldn't have anything. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the other interesting thing I read about has nothing to do with sports, but it goes to show um, once again uh, how incredibly awesome uh, women are, especially the moms out here. <laughs> Kudos to you. Uh, know who this is, but uh, she uh, is a <laughs> she has over sixteen point four million followers on uh, TikTok, um, and she gave an update to her tic- fellow TikTokers this week about how she was doing after her twelve-month-old son bit her nipple during breastfeeding um, and it fell off <laughs> she said that last <laughs> week she said, my baby bit off my nipple 
Basically, I got told it will stick itself back together, so I kid you not, they were not lying. The 29-year-old captioned the post nipple falling off update. I'm in shock right now. In her original TikTok on January 6th, she told the story of how she landed in the sticky situation in the first place. She said that she had been breastfeeding her baby for almost a year. He currently has eight teeth. You know where this one's going. Here's where the story gets wild. Has he ever tried to bite me before? Yep, but not like this. I was breastfeeding him normal late at night. I wanted to point this out. and He bit down on my nipple literally with all of his teeth in pulls. She says, not going to lie, my pain tolerance is quite high now that I've had a baby. But me being me, I just thought the pain was coming from a usual bite, so I went back to sleep. When I woke up in the morning, my husband got a fright. He saw that my shirt was covered in blood, which in turn terrified me. After checking what the issue was, she realized, I kid you not, my nipple was hanging off. I instantly screamed. However, she isn't the only one to experience the predicament. She says, I've been warned that this could happen and that the nipple will fall off, she concluded. I know that sounds so crazy after freaking out. I put a bandage on it and an ice pack, and apparently it will stick itself on. In true fashion, she responded to a follower who asked if she's scared to breastfeed after losing a nipple. Uh, she says, am I scared? And then she said, I am scared. Uh, she captured the video of just wondering if it will still work like normal. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> There's a reason. All right, so TMI for everybody. I am a mom, if you didn't know that. I talk about kiddo. I did breastfeed. So kiddo got the breastfeeding, but I made a hard and fast rule when the breastfeeding happened that as soon as teeth showed up, we done. And as soon as teeth showed up, we done. Like that was, well, weaning this is, I was not going to have no biting without consent. And I'm not, I'm not, no. Nibbles are fine. I can, I no, no, babies don't nibble. They don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to sound insensitive because I understand what she's going through and and what what has happened. And I I, I find the humor in the update, and I'm really happy about it. But That's that's scary, man. Nope, first tooth, gone. Because the tooth and gum still hurt. Get them on solid food. (laughs) Get that baby a burger, man. (laughs) I know. Where they at? Come out and have some in and out. We got some stuff you can gnaw (laughs) on. You would think that there would. Well, I know. Here's the thing. I know there are a lot of people who still, even at. 12 months, two years, three years, still want to breastfeed. Six, Six, seven. Um, And that's your prerogative. But the dangers that come with that is kind of this. (laughs) Because with all of the, yeah, uh, I mean, she's going to (laughs) go back and do it. She's a trooper. I would think that that's the. Like, bravo. if If that's what she wants to do, bravo. <laughs> There's a lot of me going no. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. 
<laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> May I introduce you to a cup? <laughs> I would uh, like to tell you about this wonderful contraption. Yeah, sippy it's cup. called... <laughs> Baby, baby. You can milk yourself. I'm sorry. What is it called? I forgot what it's called. It's been so long. But yeah, you can go and and and, and express your own breast milk into a bottle. You don't have to breastfeed anymore. It's again. As soon as kiddo had her first tooth, I weaned her off. I weaned her off. But that also meant that it was we moved to a bottle. We moved the. I started to express breast milk. We started introducing her to solids because teeth were showing. And I'm sure that this is what she's doing too. I'm sure she's expressing. I'm sure she's got bottles frozen, like packages. She could probably, if she's still doing this, as long as she's been doing it, she's probably producing a lot of breast milk. She could probably sell it to people who want to breastfeed their kids that can't. And there are women that cannot. So I get that. Um, She's probably already introduced them to solid foods. I, I don't even doubt that. <laughs> if you're going to go past teeth, you kind of signed your own death warrant on that one, okay? That's, that's <laughs> as a fellow mom, you chose it. You knew the risk. People told you, teeth, probably going to bite that off. You ignored them, that's what you get. So <laughs> that's why yeah. it happened. I, I'm glad that she, I, I'm glad that everything's working out, but it's just like wow. Yeah, well, I was gonna say we're we're going to uh, we'll we'll find out from her TikTok if things went well the second time, but I hope she lets everything heal first. <laughs> and right. uh, that's not bad. But her poor husband wakes up and looks at her shirt and's like, "What the heck, man?" Right. Oh, that's that's a frightening thing, but. Uh, hmm. At least, wow. no. I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep that comment for after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where you were going, and I tried very hard to not go there. <laughs> I ain't going there because I would much rather but you I got go a there. Comment for after the show. Yeah, I'd much rather <laughs> you go there than I go there. Because if I go there, I'm gonna get like tweeted at, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will. I will refrain. Yeah. So uh, with that, that takes us to the almanac. You know, we've gotten better in our older years at, like, refraining from getting into trouble on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's so maturity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it is Friday, January 23rd. By the way, this is now the um, uh, January 20th starts the sign of Aquarius. Welcome to the age of Aquarius, the everyone. Age of Aquarius. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that That's starts all you today. To <laughs> all my fellow Aquarians, happy birthday! So yes, it is now our time. Uh, but today is National Butter Crunch Day. It is National Disc Jockey Day, National Cheese Lovers Day, and International Day of Acceptance. Tomorrow. It is um, International Sweatpants Day. <laughs> yes. Totally. Um, 
and I know that some ladies will be looking out to see if guys wear their gray sweatpants, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, <laughs> World Kiwanis Week begins January 21st. It is excuse me, National Use Your Gift Card Day, the third Saturday in January. National Granola Bar Day. It is Squirrel Appreciation Day. National Fruitcake Toss Day. Uh, National Hyaluronic Acid Day. And January 21st is one of my favorite days because it is National Hugging Day. And as many of you know who have listened to this show for quite some time, uh, I am a hugger, <laughs> hug life. Um, I know in recent years... Hashtag to, hug life. Yep, hashtag hug life. But I know a lot of you in recent years, because of things that have occurred, COVID, uh, are probably no longer huggers, which makes it hard for us huggers. And I know some people don't like to be hugged. Um. <laughs> world class hugger here. Let me tell you, world class hugger. Um, I am quite short, and Laura is quite tall. In my world, in the regular world, he's probably average. But in my world, that's tall, like super tall. World class <laughs> hugger. Even with the height differential, world class hugger. Thank you. I try. I think if you love to hug, the thing is, is that it shows in your hug. Mm-hmm. Like, if people don't like to be hugged or like to be touched, it kind of shows because it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> you kind of <you> <laughs> walk away feeling like, maybe you shouldn't have done that at all. <laughs> maybe you should just stay a high fiver or a fist bump purpose person. <laughs> to each his own. I'm not going to judge you. Do what you got to do. Um, January 22nd, it is National Polka Dot Day. Uh, I don't think I've ever worn polka dot. Um, not even out of tie. Not even out of tie. Well, no, you know, I take that back now. I did have a black bow tie with these little white spots. Um but they were really minute and small, but uh, I think that's the only thing I had. Never, Other than that, no. So uh, it is also National Sanctity of Human Life Day, Celebration of Life Day, and it is National Blonde Brownie Day on January 22nd. Uh, the 23rd brings us National Pie Day. But then again, it's P-I-E. I like a, I like a good pie. I like a good pie. <laughs> Uh, you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pie, you know. Hey. Um, <laughs> you I'm just shaking my head there. at you at this point. I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> you wrestling fans out there, you remember when The Rock used to talk about how he liked pie? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but um, it is also National Handwriting Day. Uh, that's a lost art because a lot of people don't really do a lot of writing anymore. Uh, that is on the 23rd. Uh, the 24th on Tuesday brings us Global Belly Laugh Day. It is International Day of Education. It is Beer Can Appreciation Day. Um, 
National Peanut Butter Day, and National Compliment Day. So uh, hopefully all of you on the 24th will offer up compliments, uh, and maybe it might make somebody's day. So uh, the 25th brings us – so, okay, I feel I'm going to have to explain this one. Uh, Burns Supper is on January 25th. Do um, you want to take a hint or guess at what that is? Um, well, if it was me, it would be like somebody trying to cook and, well, not quite succeeding. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure that that would be correct. Our friends in the UK so, would know it better, but every year on January 25th, fans of Robert Burns gather together in honor of the famous Scottish poet. The day is popular in the UK, especially among Scottish culture, well, Scottish culture, also known as Burns Night and Robert Burns Day. The event is held every year on the birthday of Robert Burns. Of course, the Scottish writer of poems and songs was born on January 25th, 1759, uh, and he died in 1796 at the age of 37 um best known for his poem old lang syne which in english means days gone by or times past um and a lot of other ones but the annual event uh (laughs) usually consists of haggis scotch whiskey and the poetry of robert burns customary to recite address to a haggis before eating. A whiskey toast kicks off the feast. Other courses served include soup, cheese, and dessert. Another tradition during the meal includes playing traditional Scottish music, primarily live bagpipes. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, National Florida Day is also on January 25th. Library Shelfie Day is the fourth Wednesday in January. I'm going to guess that that is taking a picture by a library shelf. Um, January 25th is National Irish Coffee Day. January 25th is National Opposite Day. And again, some folks can say that the world is backwards enough already. <laughs> no need to go. <laughs> January 26th is Australia Day. It's also International Customs Day. National Green Juice Day is January 26th, National Peanut Brittle Day, and also National Spouses Day. And then to give you a heads up for next Friday, it is National Fun at Work Day. <laughs> oh, now <I'll> leave jokes <laughs> aside for that one. National Big Wig Day, it is Holocaust Remembrance Day. It is Vietnam Peace Day. It's also National Chocolate Cake Day. And I kid you not, I did not plan this, but January 27th is also World Breast Pumping Day. <laughs> plan it with the other story. But it actually falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by that, uh, let me uh, clarify that uh, that is actually the pumping of milk. <laughs> uh, the day is dedicated to breast pumping moms. It's observed each year on January 27th. So... Yes. There you go. And that is the almanac. So with that, uh, wow, we're already at the uh, bottom of the hour. (laughs) 
Um, right. So before I even get into topic one, let's do this tonight. I got quite a few retro moments of the week. So let's do a couple of them. Uh, and then we'll come back. We'll start into our topics for tonight, and then we'll get some potpourri. We'll take a look at what's trending, and maybe a little bit more. <laughs> um, who knows? A lot of stuff happens within this show. I, I will tell you that. It's never – we throw the scripts out. That's the thing we love about live radio. But, um, hey, we're glad you're listening in on this January 20th. This is page one with LeVar and Mary, and we'll be right back. Introducing the amazing Renault Encore. Look how it feels to flow through a hairpin curve. Feel the amazing response of electronic fuel injection. Look how the new Encore feels as it almost ignores gas pumps and mows to the road with four wheels suspended independently. For an amazing 5755, European design built in America. The new Renault Encore. Amazing. The one to watch, the one to watch, the one to watch. Renault. Sure, Sir Isaac Newton unraveled the mysteries of gravity, but could he have unraveled the mysteries of Rubik's Cube? Three weeks ago, Judge Smith retired to her chambers with Exhibit A, Rubik's Cube. She hasn't been seen since. Warning, once you get your hands on Rubik's Cube, you may never be able to put it down. Rubik's Cube, over three billion combinations, but just one solution from Ideal. You're listening to Page One, Page One, with Lavar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. Welcome back. Page one on this Friday night, January 20th. So glad that you could join us. By the way, an addendum to our earlier NFL story. Uh, if you are a football fan, an interesting side note. For the first time since 2002, this weekend, there will be uh, divisional round games without Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady. It's been over 21 years since that's occurred. That one of those guys isn't playing this weekend. What? Yeah. Since the first divisional round without either Brady, Rogers, Big Ben, or Peyton Manning since 2002. Wow. So there you go. Wow. (laughs) It goes to show, you know, um, how much we have been watching them play and how long they've been playing. But – uh, speaking of work, there was an interesting story this week. Uh, for those of us who work from home, or if you've worked from home even part-time, uh, most people tend to check their phones or get up to let the dog out. But one Canadian accountant is, well, they said warm water, but I think a little bit of hot water after she lied about how many hours she was working while remote. Now... She has been ordered to pay her company back for the, quote, time theft. Uh, Carly Bessie 
was an employee for the Vancouver Island accounting firm Reach CPA. She was released from her uh, job pretty much after the firm said that she was stealing company time according to court documents. When she filed a wrongful termination lawsuit against the company claiming that they still owed her $5,000 in unpaid wages, Reach CPA filed a countersuit seeking $2,600 in wages and paid her while she allegedly wasn't working and part of an advance that she received before her employment started. The court looked at the case, which included tracking software from the company that showed that she was performing personal tasks while claiming to be working and ruled in favor of the company, ordering her to pay back the money according to court documents. The ruling is one of the first instances where tracking software was used to order a worker to pay back an employer because they were not working while claiming to be. In February of 2022, she had a meeting with her manager about ways to improve her work performance and productivity. One of the solutions reached included installing a time-tracking software called TimeCamp on her work-issued laptop. Big mistake in hindsight, probably, from her. A month after the meeting, the company found through the software that she was not on schedule for her work and that there were discrepancies from how she was tracking her time work and what the software found she had actually worked. The software found that her for 51 hours logged by her on her timesheet, she was doing tasks unrelated to work from February 22nd to March 25th. TimeCamp videos of Bessie's screen proved that she had engaged in time theft, resulting in the ruling being handed down. However, she claimed that she had printed the documents and was working on them by hand, though she never informed her employees of this, according to the documents. Reached CPA that she could not have printed the large volume of documents required for her to complete her work, the company also noted that their printer activity was limited. The final ruling from the court dismissed her claim in order that she repay $1,506.34. Um, I'm going to go out and live and say that's, that's Canada for you. I don't know, well, I don't know if I would be more disturbed at the point that they're able to track that much and even then, she has to pay back. Uh, I'm very, very, like, disturbed by that. I would think the firing enough is penalty enough because now she's out of a job. She's not going to make money. But you got to pay back money, too? <laughs> well, I mean, she was paid to do a job that she did not complete. I, I have gotten crabby in my old age. I'm sitting here thinking about this going, yeah, I'm I'm actually, yeah, mm-hmm, I'm okay with this. <laughs> That's not good. Um, but I am. I'm actually okay with that. Uh, mostly because people take advantage of working from home. Some people, not all people. I, 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 I let, Let's go with that right now. Not all people, just some people, but some people really do take advantage, which is why that when other people try to work from home, they have to follow rules like I have to be on camera when we have a meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, If I get called into the office, I have to be able to be there within one hour. Um, If I appear on camera, I need to appear as if I was in person. So my attire needs to be done like completely done completely my hair needs to be done 
like I'm going to work. My makeup needs to be done like I'm going to work. Granted, most guys don't have to do that, but, you know, they have to be clean-shaven or, or trimmed or whatever. Um, weird rules like that. I have to check in with a picture. Like, these are things because people took advantage of it. And I know, I know of at least one case, personally, where someone took a vacation to a um, different country and I'm doing air quotes with my fingers, worked from home with a Mai Tai and uh, was facing the beach on a, you know, lounge chair with their laptop. <sighs> I'm crabby in my old age, so I kind of side with the courts. If you're going to get paid to do work, do the work. If you were in the office, and doing that, and they were tracking you in the office, I'd be mad because I'm like, I'm here, okay? I'm doing right. my job. I get 15-minute breaks. I get my half-hour lunch. I have whatever I've agreed to. I'm here in the office with you guys. Don't be tracking my, you know, tracking software is inappropriate in the office. But if you've agreed to have the tracking software, first of all, you agreed to it. You agreed to have tracking software. You're working from home. Then work. That's what they're paying you for is work, not not work. So if you're not going to work from home or you're going to sit there and read paper documents, do it in an office and sit in your office and read the paper documents. And when they walk in and say, why aren't you working, you can throw your paper documents in their face and say, look, paper documents. Um, I would be a horrible boss. <laughs> <laughs> But we're already tracked as it is. Like, tracking software is not a new thing. I mean, just ask Google. Um, ask Google, ask Apple, ask anybody. Um, right. I just, uh, I mean, I get it. It's mm-hmm. going to be tracking software. Um, probably not our best idea to probably ask to have it put on. Um, I... I don't know. I just kind of have a feeling that, you know, I think that the job probably did it more so because she sued them for money and them say, oh, really? Well, guess what? Uh, We can sue you for money, too. I think it because it didn't come about until she sued them. So it's kind of like I think if she had left well enough alone and even then they should have just said, hey, you know what? If you're going to do that, then we're going to countersue you. Before it even gets to that point, do you really want to do this? And she should have said no. Um, it's unprecedented in which someone has had to, quote, pay back money for theft of time. <laughs> I don't know if that would go down here in the U.S., um, oh, there'd be so many people upset about that. <laughs> it would go to the Supreme Court, and I don't know if it would really stick. Um, it's it's interesting that that has occurred. I don't think that that would ever fly here, but that now kind of sucks because it's kind of like rubbing salt in the wound because now not only are you out of a job, uh, you got to pay them back 
money. Though I'm interested in if that would come out of like, you know, if they would even give her uh, a final check. Because I would much rather you do it that way. If you're going to do that, then hold my final check and call it even. You be done with me, I be done with you. And we both go our separate ways. Um, there is, yeah. Uh, I, I, that that would cause like a huge, huge legal. <laughs> issue oh yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's never going to happen. But yeah, that's. That's very interesting of note that that is happening in Canada because where else could that happen? And I'm pretty sure now people who live in Canada are going to be thinking twice about wanting tracking stuff on their computers while they're working. I know I wouldn't. Um, I'm good. Right. (laughs) But here's my thing. Don't we all at some point during the day give a theft of time? Don't you kind of like walk away for that phone call? You know, really, if it were up to them, they could say, hey, you were gone for about 10 minutes on a personal phone call. That's a tap the time. You weren't working. It wasn't bathroom. It wasn't, you know, that or going to talk to your neighbor for about five, 10 minutes. Isn't that a tap the time? You know, where does it begin and where does it end? Uh, well, at least in the U.S., and I and I can't I can't say anything for Canada, but in the U.S., you do get to have personal breaks and a lunch. You have to, depending on the, the amount of time that you're working. So if you only work for four hours, obviously they're not going to give you a lunch. But if you're an eight-hour, ten-hour day kind of person, twelve-hour day kind of person, you do get to have a lunch and breaks, and that's. An OSHA thing, I believe. That's like part of the Okay, but I'll like, say outside of so all that, of that, you're not if like, you bet those, if you bet those metrics for the day, wouldn't taking a cigarette yeah, break then, be outside of that? <laughs> would that be tough? Yes, I know, you know some what? people back in the day that used to take smoke breaks and they'd be gone for almost 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, depending on where the smoking areas are, depending on that, that also ends up being like, well, it took me 20 minutes to walk to the smoking area. And then another 15 minutes to smoke, you know, or whatever. And I get that. I 100%. Yes. And and same in the office. Like, you're standing there talking smack with your neighbor, your cubicle neighbor, whatever. That's sucks of time is too, too. So, yes, 100%. I get where you're going, and I and I agree that there is a limit to that. But also, you should know when to le- let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> so I, I I don't know. My sympathy is run very low on its course. <laughs> 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 uh, well, let talking. Speaking of let letting sleeping dogs lie, um, there was a story coming out here that Channing Tatum. Um, possibly may be doing a remake of the movie Ghost uh, as part of a uh, new Vanity Fair cover story. He revealed that his production company, Free Association, has the rights to the 1990 romantic fantasy classic 
and he's trying to help uh, develop a remake. He says, we actually have the rights. Yeah, we have the rights to Ghost. They go on to report that he told them about how the production company, Free Association, is trying to pull together a remake of Ghost with him potentially playing the Patrick Swayze role. But, he says, we're going to do something different. Noting that the 1990 original contains problematic stereotypes. He didn't say which ones, but he says, I think it needs to change a little bit and have none. Or have, I'm sorry, and have, um, you know, their touch on it. Uh, they reached out to his representatives for further comment. Of course, if you remember Ghost, it was directed by Jerry Zucker, starred Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. And, of course, Whoopi Goldberg, who got an Oscar for that performance. And it earned five Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, won the prize for original screenplay, grossed five, I didn't notice, it grossed $505 million worldwide, becoming the biggest film in 1990, and at that time, the third highest grossing film in history. Uh, a ghost remake would not be the first time he's attached himself to rebooting a classic comedy. He was set to star opposite Jillian Bell in a gender-flipped remake of the mermaid comedy Splash, although the project has yet to make it past the development stage. Thank God. Uh, Tatum next stars <laughs> in Magic Mike's Last Dance in theaters on February 10th. Um, there's two things that come out of this for me reading that. Uh, one, I think Ghost is one of those, there's a long list of movies that I don't think could be remade. Um, only because of the iconic characters in the film. Uh, if also too, there was a, something in there that kind of touched that he felt that the movie had problematic stereotypes. I will tell you, you know my history of not really watching movies. I mean, I know of the iconic scenes in Ghosts. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I don't know what particular problematic stereotypes it would be. But this, once again, brings about an older movie that I don't know if you take out some things and make it, quote, PC, if it would... be good Improve to the, movie. the original telling of the story. That makes sense. Yeah, no. It makes 100% sense. And it... Okay. I like Ghost. I remember Ghost. I wanted to be in that kind of relationship where everything was love and wonderful and that... And it is... Even in death, I want to be with you kind of thing. Um, two points, because some of that was a little, just a little bit not healthy, but that's beside the point. Um, the big thing here is that you're saying that something has stereotypes, and I'm trying to think, yeah. I wouldn't call anything that happened within the story itself a stereotype. There are things that people will think, like there was a part where somebody was writing a bad check, but 
if you're modernizing it, who writes checks anymore? Hmm. So writing a bad check is no big deal. Um, men being aggressors. I guess that could be a stereotype. I guess. But if you make the women the aggressor, then, and I'm just trying to think this through, like if you make women the aggressor, then all of a sudden you've got fatal attraction. Um, it, it, it's a weird, it's a weird stance for me. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure that I like the statement because it's like, did you really watch it? Or did you just watch it and go, yeah, okay, that person, okay, that character, okay, that character, and then look at the surface? Because there's so much more in there if you really think about it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of my film 101 behind, you know. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I said, I kind of was like, oh, well, if that's the case, um. Who was it that we kind of? I mean, what was the issue, or what was in there? But I, I, I don't know. Um, it is, uh, yeah, I don't. I really don't know. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, I don't know if it'll be remade. You know, they always say they got the rights. We'll see what happens to it. it could wind up being a Netflix movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Keith Barrett uh, Netflix special, yes. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what it happens to it. I don't know. I, I think Hollywood needs fresher ideas. It, it's it's so sad because I was looking back um, at, I think they were redoing uh, the Academy Awards, uh, which uh, I know announcements are coming up uh, on Tuesday. Um, they have been doing like these retro moments on their page. And the year that Tom Hanks, I think, was up for or in Philadelphia, might have been probably the um, probably the best year in regards to. Um, it might have been. I think I don't want to be wrong in this, but I think it was probably almost like the best year of. Um, Actors, um, probably that year, if not right after that. And I'm trying to remember what year was that. It's gonna bother me now. Um, it was a good year, though. Not gonna yeah, lie. it was. I, I look back at the people who were in that nomination. I was like, man. I was like, there's a lot of like good like actors in here. Because I think what he won it the first year for Forrest Gump. And then, oh, no, oh, now I remember. No, it was the year he won Forrest Gump. That year, uh, which was 95, it was him who was up for Best Actor, Morgan Freeman who was up for The Shawshank Redemption, Nigel Hawthorne who was up for The Madness of King George, Paul Newman who was up for Nobody's Fool, and John Travolta who was up for Pulp Fiction that year. Um, and then I think the other year that he won it, he was like up against like really good people. Like it was like, no, no, I remember it. Uh, The year before when he won it for Philadelphia, Daniel Day-Lewis was up for In the Name of the Father. Lawrence Fishburne, who I thought should have probably got it, got it for What's Love Got to Do With It. Anthony Hopkins for The Remains of the Day and Liam Neeson for Schindler's List. 
that was so hard. I would think to choose a winner. Um, but I was like, man, look at all those movies. Nothing was really a remake. Everything was original. Nowadays, everything's either like a biopic, which I guess are good, but it's kind of like it's gotten too easy now. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, nobody's original, I think, with movies. But anyway, I digress. We're going to take a look. We're at the top of the hour. Uh, we're going to take a look at what is trending on Twitter, and we will also do potpourri. Got one additional bonus uh, retro moment for you. We'll do that, and then we will return with more of page one here on Blog Talk Radio. like to draw or paint or maybe just sketch or doodle? Well, if you do, chances are you have the interest needed to become a serious art student. And here's how you can find out. By simply calling toll-free, art instruction schools will send you without cost or obligation this enjoyable art test. You take it at home in your spare time. And when you're finished, you simply mail it in. Your test is then reviewed and graded by experts. And that's all there is to it. So call or write today for your art test. Don't let the wonderful world of art pass you by. To get your free art test, call this toll-free number or write to Art Test and give your name, address, and age. Don't delay. Call this number now. Call 1-800-USA-1000. I wonder how many of you drew that little bear on the back of the brochure. (laughs) Now, see, every time I saw it was a turtle. It was a turtle, it was a bear, and I think at one point it was also a pirate. <laughs> yes. Um, they had different ones. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, we're sitting judge. I wonder who these, like, experts were. <laughs> Does this look good enough? Yeah, looks good. Uh, let's have him go to our school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, uh, that's for the '80s, and you all know that one. You you could see the commercial when you hear it. <laughs> but uh, no, taking a look at what is trending. Uh, one quick thing: this has been a tough couple of weeks for the world of music. This week, uh, also with the death yesterday of David Crosby. Um, you know, if you were not familiar with the music. Uh, you knew at least a few of the bands or what he's done or what he has contributed to music. Um, And even down to the end, David Crosby, uh, (laughs) um, one of his last tweets (laughs) was being David Crosby. And you'll have to, uh, uh, you know, it it is, uh, (laughs) he was himself down to the end. And um, so, no, um, such a shame to hear about that. Trending tonight, um, if you are looking, uh, SmackDown uh, is trending. Love After Lockup, Drag Race, uh, On Patrol Live, AEW Rampage is trending. Also uh, trending is Tom Hanks, uh, whose new movie uh, comes out this weekend. Tom Hanks, to me, is like one of those people who – 
um, <laughs> he's like he's nobody can say anything bad about Tom Hanks. Everybody loves Tom Hanks. Um, oh no, people can say bad things about Tom Hanks. Everybody just goes, <laughs> "Are you stupid? Right. <laughs> like, have you seen what he's done? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you you do that." <laughs> Um, and by the way, uh, the other day was Dolly Parton's birthday. Um, it, like somebody said, I don't know of one person that's ever said anything bad about Dolly Parton. <laughs> I, I, oh, I don't no. I, I wish Dolly Parton was my grandma. Like I want <laughs> her to be, I want to be related to, well, no, let's take that back. I would love to have Dolly Parton as my mom or aunt and Betty White as my grandma. That that would be what I would I would like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, they are awesome. Uh, also trending was Marvel's Avengers. Um, the word out a few hours ago was that the Marvel's Avengers game by Crystal Dynamics will cease support on September 30 of 2023 and no longer be available for purchase after that date. Um, so if you played it, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> no new content. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. Were you a, uh, <laughs> were you a Marvel's Avengers game player? No, 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 that was not something that I played. But that's I know people that have not a big surprise that there's you know that's trending because yeah they were, and, they were they, they, it was a very it was a very um, what's a what's a good what's a good word for that uh, very passionate passionate group of people that played Marvel Avengers well. Also trending was Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, if you are a Pink Floyd fan, you know exactly what I am talking about. And it was 50 years ago yesterday that they completed work on the album. It spent 966 weeks on the Billboard album chart and counting. But it was trending for the right reasons and the wrong reasons because Pink Floyd updated their profile picture to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Dark Side of the Moon. And you and I both know that there's a triangle and a rainbow on the cover. So the logo has the triangle with a 50 in it and the color rainbow. And in this day of age, I think you already know what happened. Um, (laughs) Of course, there were a lot of idiotic responses that came out. Uh, because everyone thought that the rainbow was for something else. <laughs> um. Yeah, you already know where it's headed. I don't even have to go into the story. But if you don't even know the Pink Floyd logo or the Dark Side of the Moon, even I know it, uh, you are now officially certified yourself as not all that bright. <laughs> and even then, if Pink Floyd decided that they wanted to put a pride rainbow, why would you have an issue with that? 
Right. Like, why, why is that an issue? I'm not understanding why that's an issue. Who cares? I don't understand. I don't understand it either. To me, it's, you know, in this world of social media, which I said, there is a good news, bad news thing to this as always. Uh, you get a lot of um, unnecessary comments <laughs> or things around this time. And that's exactly what happens. So we'll leave it at that. Leave it to your own imagination. But 50 years of Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, also, I think I looked and there was another album and I think it was um, one of Earth, Wind and Fire's albums, which also celebrates 50 years this year as well, which is insane. Um, it's the time is definitely <laughs> going by quickly um, when you look at anniversaries and things that are happening. I didn't get a chance to do it a few weeks ago, but the things coming up here in, uh, in 2023, especially the 50th anniversary of a lot of things, will make you feel very, very old very, very quickly. Um, time for potpourri, and potpourri is usually a, a chance to kind of get some of the stories out. You haven't had a chance or it doesn't fit, um, but we'll do them tonight. First story that I saw was actually quite interesting, um, and that Starbucks is now making it even easier to satisfy your caffeine cravings. The coffee giant is now partnering with DoorDash for deliveries in all 50 states. Starbucks has been testing the delivery option in several markets over the past year, but they expect to expand to the entire country by March. Both food and drinks, nearly everything on the Starbucks menu, will be available to customers ordering with DoorDash. Orders can be customized with the ability to choose, for example, syrup, milk, and espresso roast. The company already uh, offers delivery through Uber Eats. I'm not a cop. Why would you want to have it delivered and wait 20 to 30 minutes, especially if it's a coffee? Uh, because you wait 20 to 30 minutes in the drive through lane. But at least <laughs> they kind of make it, and it's kind of not cold yet. Like, if I want a hot coffee, and I'm ordering it through an app, and it's going to take a minute, by the time I get it, is it really worth the order? To some people? I guess. I just, I mean, okay. I am a coffee drinker. I like coffee. I also enjoy Starbucks. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have a Starbucks, and if somebody gives me a Starbucks gift card, you know very well that I'm going to use it. With that being said, I just see this as another cash grab. I, I, okay, I'm going to sound really mean. I know I'm going to sound really mean. Please do. Um, <laughs> do it. Just Starbucks is overpriced. Starbucks is overpriced. It's awful when it's overpriced. But even beyond that, like the size of it, okay, if I'm going to get an iced coffee, which I usually do, I usually get a vanilla, an iced vanilla chai latte, okay? So it's got chai tea, it's got the coffee, it's got the milk, it's got ice. Okay, that's that's usually my drink of choice. 
spicy with a splash of vanilla. Because it's ice, if you took just the coffee out, if you took all the ice out and just did the coffee, it's only about the size of like an eight ounce cup. It's not like I get, even though I order the biggest that they can give me, it's not actually filling that up. It's mostly ice, and their ice is big and takes up lots of space. I see them not filling my cup all the way because of spilling. So they want to make sure that it doesn't spill so it's on its way to me without with space because it doesn't want to spill. And if it's ice that's even less liquid, it's just like, really, seriously, can you just put that? Like, can, you fill, can I have that? and then have another cup with just ice in it. Like, forget the ice on that one. I don't want it hot, but I don't want it iced. Fill that cup with that kind of stuff, and then fill another cup with ice, and then I'd be happy. Then I'd spend $7 on that coffee. It's I insane. read some rumblings, it's by insane. the way. Some places, yeah, I read some, like some places now will charge you if you don't get ice, which is insane. Um, but I want to... Uh, just make sure. You just said that Starbucks was what? Overpriced. <laughs> you said what? Most coffee places are. Most coffee places are. Get yourself a get yourself a Keurig. Invest in a Keurig and those little those little Keurig pods. And you don't even have to get the Keurig pods. Go in, go to Amazon, go to them cheap Chinese websites, Wish, that's one, and they'll have the coffee fillers that you could just fill with coffee from your local grocery store. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) I am a coffee drinker, though. So I, I have been, like, I enjoy Christmas when everyone sees that I'm a coffee drinker and gets me coffee gift cards because that means I can get coffee from a coffee shop. One coffee. A $5 gift card, I get one coffee from each of these wonderful little coffee shops um, at the beginning of the next year, and then I have to budget for the rest of the year. But it's so, it's so expensive. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so stupid expensive. Uh. So I'm now sorry. Have everybody I'm going sorry, on. Starbucks. You're going to have everybody Starbucks going on. Starbucks is going to, like, ban me. <laughs> <laughs> it's her. It's her. <laughs> She's not allowed to have Starbucks ever again. You, you can't even get a cake pop here, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Protein box. That's $10. It's a, right. <laughs> right. It's a boiled egg. Just want to slice it. Super now because of egg prices. Right. I just want to slice a banana bread. I didn't want the whole loaf. Why are you charging me ten dollars? <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of People food, people forget. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Speaking of food, Waffle House, the good folks that uh, we <laughs> we love. Uh, apparently, they're not playing with you guys anymore. As they per or they prematurely shut down TikTok hacks by putting up a sign. Now, for some restaurant, TikTok hacks and secret menu revelations have pushed them to the brink. And one Waffle House location is letting customers know that they've had enough. Uh, in a recent video from a TikTok user, a sign can be seen at the cash register of a Waffle House location alerting customers to their menu policy. It says, order from the menu. 
We are not making anything you saw on TikTok beside Reese. TikTok taking over everything except Waffle House captured the video. Uh, Waffle House has not responded to the uh, Daily Dot who was reporting this to request for comment, but there's been multiple reports that TikTok hacks have presented a real nuisance for workers in the food industry. You know, the publication of Takeout reports not only do hacks tend to cost companies money, but they can also create holdups for workers who are having to fulfill multiple orders at once. Some establishments have been more welcoming to hacks and secret menu items. For example, Starbucks, <laughs> with their pink drink, became an official menu item in 2017 after making various rounds on Instagram. Other places like Chipotle have been less open to embarrassing hacks or embracing the hacks. Um, and Business Insider reports that the restaurant chain removed the ability to order tacos from its digital menu in September after customers started taking advantage of a viral social media hack for $3 burritos. Some commenters uh, seem to be amused by Waffle House's hardcore stance. One commenter say, Waffle House not going to play with y'all. <laughs> the employees sick of the TikTok specials, another commenter posted. Some pointed out that the restaurant's refusal to take part in certain trends could inhibit business growth. It says Waffle House still has not caught up to the modern world. They don't even deliver. And then one said, so the Internet is giving them more business and they don't want it. Uh, I know one of the websites because I I watch it. Uh, They're actually pretty cool. Uh, They do a bunch of hacks. Um, and actually, I think I know where the Chipotle one came from because they were well known for doing it. I think, but it's a business's own fault because you leave yourself open, quote unquote, for the smart consumer to figure out their way around your probably uh, overpriced, idiotic, and way overpriced stuff. And if I could figure out a cheaper way to do it by going onto the app, ordering the pieces of it, and putting it together, and it still turns out cheaper, wouldn't that make me go back more than just once, say, every few weeks? Now, I might be back a couple of times in those few weeks. But I get the Waffle House window because I watched um, – stories on Waffle House, and there is a particular way that they do orders. So to do something special jacks up the system in a way, because it's like Amazon, even though they don't show you. Amazon has a weird nuance for their system, which is why people always wonder, how come I got this small box of tax in this giant box three times what it was? I don't need it. <laughs> you don't need it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I had a of those during the Christmas holiday. Stuff in the warehouse is not – you can have on a shelf uh, a bowling ball and next to it a stuffed bear, and it makes no sense. But it does to them. And when you start messing up with the order of business, and I know what Waffle House there is is particular, that's going to probably make them a little mad. <laughs> but, hey. Okay. Um, I get it, but then again – you companies open yourselves up to this and I think it actually makes it look at the business model of in and out you know you could go and order something a million different ways probably in there even though the menu is pretty much the same but they love how people yeah. yeah but they love how people come in 
you know, with this enthusiasm for thinking that they could get something that not a lot of people are getting. They don't say anything about it. If you want a double-double stacked together with a single animal style on the bottom and on the top, they're going to do it for you. (laughs) Why? Because you'll probably be back in a few days. And bring your friends with you. And watch this. You're bringing your friends with you going, watch this. Yep. What the difference is, though, I think with, well, with In-N-Out, they make everything, they don't make everything ahead of time. It's all made fresh to order. And not everybody does fresh to order. So that does cause issues. The part that the part that I don't like is that companies are saying, "Oh, you shouldn't do these hacks because you know it ruins our business model and blah 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 blah." Well, then you should really be looking at all of your menu and pricing it correctly. Because if I'm going to spend, if you're going to charge me, let's do it this way: you're going to charge me eight dollars for a burrito. But I can make the same burrito by ordering still off your menu three a $3 thing and get the same amount of food, then that's on you. You didn't do yep. your research. You didn't look at everything that you could possibly do. And what you do, what you fix, how you fix it is you fix the hack. Okay, you want to order that? That's fine. We're going to charge you these things. It's still going to be this other thing if you add it up. So it's the same price as this other menu item. Now, just order the menu item. I know that's crappy. Again, I'm being so crappy tonight. I'm like pro-corporate America today. Normally I'm not. Like, go little guy. Normally I'm a go little guy, but now tonight is pro-corporate. You're turning into the man. (laughs) I've seen so many stupid people this week. I just... And by stupid people, I don't mean like their IQ is low, but their IQ is low. Like they they don't have common sense, and they think they're God's gift to the world. And I want to just be like, no, you're not. So crappy. <laughs> don't sell your soul, man. <laughs> don't sell your soul. We always say that we are a service here, and we also provide you news on pretty cool jobs here from time to time. There are two that are now out. The first one is that Netflix is hiring a flight attendant for one of its private jets, and the job pays up to $385,000. Netflix is looking for a new flight attendant to join its dream crew, and it's willing to pay over a quarter million dollars for the right candidate. The streaming giant is hiring a primary flight attendant for one of its super mid-sized private jets based out of San Jose, California, near the company's Los Gatos headquarters. Now, in addition to normal responsibilities, such as performing pre-flight cabin inspections and conducting safety, safety briefings, the new attendant will be responsible for maintaining the stock room, according to the job listing. The flight attendant will also be required to work flights on a Gulfstream G550 jet as needed. The streamer says that candidates will be required to, quote, demonstrate a professional representation of Netflix aviation, at all times while performing the duties of the position. It says applicants should embrace Netflix's culture and be able to, quote, operate with little direction 
and a lot of self-motivation. Candidates are expected to be able to help Netflix Aviation provide, quote, confidential air transportation and should be able to perform their jobs with, quote, discretion. Netflix hasn't offered a specific compensation range for the role, but lists the overall market range for similar positions being between 60000 and 385000 The final compensation amount will be determined, quote, by a wide range of compensation factors, including skills and experience. The role demands, quote, flexibility to work a varied work schedule, including domestic and international travel, often requiring weekend and holiday work days and extended travel periods as well as an ability to lift and carry up to 30 pounds at a time. Uh, the studio behind such hits as Stranger Things has 30 offices around the globe, including locations in Madrid, Seoul, Tokyo, Mexico City, and London. Uh, only two things disturb me out of that one. Uh, <laughs> confidential air transportation and discretion. <laughs> What am I seeing <laughs> which I have to have discretion and confidential air transportation? What are you asking of me? <laughs> I know. I get it. Because they may have potential celebrities on there, and they don't want anybody like, oh, my God, I've got, you know, Dave Chappelle on the flight, and we're flying to such and such and such and putting it out there before he even gets there. <laughs> I get that. That's that's what I'm hoping to be my discretion. <laughs> um, that's Sounds like a cool job. Hmm? Yeah, it does, except it does for people that are either already flight attendants, like that would be a really cool job for them already because they have the experience, or for somebody that loves to travel. Like I love to travel. So I if I was a, if I had the experience of being a flight attendant, absolutely I would try for doing that job. But I'm not, so I can't. Do you think you can get fired by turning on Hulu on a Netflix flight? <laughs> I'm not finding this really old film, so I'm going to use my Amazon Prime. Is that okay? <laughs> right. Is that okay with you guys? <laughs> oh, yeah, that probably will be problems. And then finally probably. today, yeah, <laughs> we talk about all stories, but uh, a lot of you – of course, know, know the Wienermobile. I think they were looking for people at one point, but... They were. Yeah. But Planters, known for its Mr. Peanut mascot, recently posted a job listing for three Planters brand peanutters. Uh, they are on the hunt for three new peanutters to chauffeur Mr. Peanut around the country in his iconic Nutmobile. <laughs> um, they looked, the Nutmobile is a 26-foot-long peanut. They'll work for one year beginning in June. <laughs> Potential peanutters have until February 14th to apply. Recent college graduates with a knack for nut puns are encouraged to apply. If you have a peanut allergy, uh, of course, like we said, Oscar Mayer is looking for drivers for the Wienermobile. But uh, yay or nay to taking a ride on the Nutmobile. <laughs> Depends on who's driving. Um... <laughs> you think that when they go okay. um, to the garage to, like, go and get 
in that mobile uh, that they probably say. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> I mean, they should. If they don't, I'm very upset. <laughs> like, come <I'm>... on. <laughs> Oh, the Batmobile. <laughs> uh, a lot of jokes we could make with that. The nut puns that everybody's <laughs> talking about, they're like, oh, college graduates, they're good at nut puns. They're not, no, those aren't the puns you want them to say, honey. No. Those are not the puns you want them to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> throw that out there. Also, it's always about size, talking about their 26-foot-long nutmobile. Yeah. Of course, they have to bring up size. Uh-huh. This is, this is my interview, okay? This is my interview for the, the, nut, the nutmobile chauffeur. I think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> and just remember, uh, if somebody tells you that they... They have a nutmobile, and it's 26 feet. Yeah. <laughs> Size doesn't always matter, honey. It's how you drive the car. Uh, well, <laughs> with that, we we'll always like to leave our audience laughing. And with that, the clock on the wall. He's telling us that we're just about out of time. But before we go tonight, do you have any shout-outs for this week? For this week? No! Surprisingly. How is that a possibility? What? Um, no. January is a slow month for me. Come back to me in July when I have like seven birthdays in a week. And all of um, <laughs> and two anniversaries. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's May. Uh, no, I don't have anything this week, but I do have something to bring up that you missed on the almanac, mostly because I don't think it's on the almanac that you used. But on February, that's good. Let me look at this. See, I got to make sure that I'm getting you the right information because I would hate to give you the wrong information because I'm dumb. Um, Yes, February 2nd, there is a comet, a green comet that has not passed, 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 that's so weird, passed, whatever, has not went past the earth, passed, passed the earth, Um, I want to, I think it's a 50,000 years. Ooh. And can be visible in the northern hemisphere. So you can see it with the naked eye early February. Um, it's the closest to the Earth on February 2nd, but you can see it anywhere between uh, any time that month. And I think NASA is actually doing something with it as well. I think they might be doing a streaming thing. Um, okay. So it's quite a possibility that that will be on Twitch with NASA. Uh. Huh. What's that? Where is that going to be? <laughs> You're going to try and make me say it again. Uh, oh, yes. There we go. <laughs> there it is. 
<laughs> or if you guys have probably a local planetarium, um, mm. mm-hmm. they may be doing something for that as well. I know here in Chicago, there is the Atler Planetarium. So I wonder if they might be doing something. Interesting. I don't See? know. They might but yeah. Cool things happening in the age of Aquarius. So February 2nd. It's the first time since the Neanderthals. So, like, you could be seeing... Here's my thing. How would somebody know that? How would they know that? Uh, the, the the comet loop? I don't know. I'm not smart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. But I'm asking, how would they know that? Because it might have came around like... I don't least, know. I'm not It might have came around probably like five, six hundred years ago. There's nobody here that can, like, record that or tell you that. No, they said it's been since the Neanderthals, so it's been way more than five, six hundred years. I'm guessing it's by the loop that it makes. I mean, but they're saying that. So they can just kind of like, okay. I mean, how do we not even know it was 300 years ago? There's not a lot of history written from the, you know, 1700s. Everybody was probably asleep around that time and just thought it was like a flash of lightning (laughs) from (laughs) from the sky. (laughs) Nobody knows. No, I'm just being crabby. Don't take my face away from me. <laughs> I just want to know. Because like, when people say that, they're like, oh, it hasn't happened in like 2,000 years. I'm like, well, of course you can say that. Because then again, there's nobody within the last 100 years that's been here that can say, yeah, I remember when that happened last. It happened on a Tuesday night. No. On a Tuesday night. Shut up. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's like, you know, I remember that comment last Tuesday. It was awesome. Right. Right. Give me that stick. I, I want to make fire. My great great grandfather talked about that comment. It actually came 300 years ago. It's in our family history book. There's no recorded history for that. <laughs> I mean, we're barely good enough to know so what happened much. in the 1700s. <laughs> I love it so much right now. Well, if your great-great-grandpa was a Neanderthal, then maybe it wouldn't happen when he was talking there. I don't know. Well, the only bad part My grandpa said that some weird stuff when I was yet. around, so. Language wasn't even structured yet, so what are you going to do? Put a grunt in the ground? <laughs> How do you think we got fire? Comet. Fire in sky. It was dragons, man. It was just dragons. Fire lizard. (laughs) Good lord. (laughs) But that is interesting, though. February. So it's the green. Is it actual green, or is it just called that? It appears green. It appears green to the naked eye. Now, how long? I'm I'm an idiot when it comes to this stuff. But when it flashed across the sky, I mean, how long does it last? Like a minute? Less than a minute? Is it going really fast? I I don't I'm not sure I haven't actually done a lot of research on this one so I'd like come back to me in 75 years when we can look at Haley Summit again. Um, okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> the astrologers out. If we have an astrologer in the house. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, anyone? Um, from what I've read so far, which is not a lot, so this is like all we can say. All of it's inadmissible in any kind of court, including space court. Um, <laughs> space jam, man. Yeah, space uh, from what I heard, 
or from what I've read, um, what you see is the tail first and then the comet. And it, it appears green in the sky. And it's slower moving the closer you are to it. So the further you are to it from it, like in the northern hemisphere, wherever it lines up, um, or in the southern hemisphere, because later in February you can see it in the southern hemisphere. Um, depending on how close or far away you are to it will depend on how much time you get to see it and how much speed you get to see it with the naked eye. If you have, obviously, telescopes and that kind of stuff, it's different. You'll be able gotcha. to look at that. So big, if you have a big telescope place, I bet you they have, like, some kind of telescope, like, club with the nerds that know this stuff. Go find them. <laughs> I love those nerds. I'm not saying a bad thing about those. Those nerds are awesome. Those nerds and the computer nerds, like computer geeks and the astronomy nerds, find them. They'll be able to help you out. They might even be able to make a telescope for you out of, like, two twigs and a sock and duct tape. <laughs> And their name's probably MacGyver. And by the way, if somebody tells you that they have a 26-foot telescope, oh. <laughs> I like they're in Hawaii because I think they actually do that what they want. <laughs> 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 I'm having way too much fun today. It's so crappy and I'm so weird. Some, some oh, things you got to watch no, out for. That's my only thing. Some people may use that to their advantage and be like, I got a, I got a long telescope. You want to come and watch it? <laughs> <laughs> Only on February 2nd, though. Yeah, yeah. Any, any other date before that or after? Otherwise, don't mom's going to ask me to move out. Yeah, don't, don't fall for it before or after. <laughs> right. Uh, no, you know, as as we get closer though to February second, please remind us again so that I that's definitely something. I mean, I hope you can see it with the naked eye. I mean, I didn't get a telescope for Christmas, so I would uh, hope that I could go outside if it's not too cold out uh, <laughs> um, to see it. I actually wanted a telescope when I was younger, um, but um, never got one. So hopefully. Uh, it'd be one of those things where that's pretty cool though, well, especially when there's a lot of stuff that happens in the skies that you don't get a chance to see. Like, you know, I, I know from time to time when it does happen is, you know, when Aurora Borealis or Northern Lights happen, and I'm like, you know, I saw it. I was like, never seen one. A lot of people have seen it. Um, or things in. The, I'm actually kicking myself that I missed Haley's comet. Yeah. Granted, granted, we were like. Eight. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I remember the big deal about it back then. It was like eighty six. I remember the big deal about it. Um, yeah, it was. It was like I want to. Say, it was in the eighties. I think it was eighty six. If I'm because I remember going. Yeah, I'll see it again when I'm seventy five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we reach seventy five. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. But yeah, like stuff like that. I, I yeah. That's kind of neat stuff that people get to, without really knowing it's on their bucket list of things to do, it's still something to check off their bucket list, I think. And there you go. And there you have it. All right. So that's the shout out. I don't have anything. Uh, I would tell you all, uh, once again, to thank you for listening to us here on page one. We're here Friday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. Uh, of course, uh, after the show, you can always hear us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, 
or on Spotify, which I understand is a lot more uh, better for you folks to catch us on. So definitely thank you for doing that. Tell a friend. And with that, that will wrap it up for us this week. Uh, So for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much. We'll see you next Friday night here for another edition of Page One. Thanks for listening. You know, I told you people something a long time ago, and it's just as pertinent today as it was then. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at NewsCommentBTR. And add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 